Hi guys, and welcome back to our GMA exclusives. My name is Glenetta Griffin. I am the CEO and founder of the Georgia Media Academy. And we have a very special guest today. I am so excited to talk with her and for you guys to meet her. So you've all heard her. She has a very recognizable voice that we've all heard weekday mornings on V103, on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game and News, and Talk 1380 WAOK. She is the ATL traffic lady. Please <laughs> welcome Stephanie Stallworth. Thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Girl, I've, been, I've been trying to get you on here for a long time, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I'm just running for my life around here these days. I know. Too, that's so, so good, though. Together. Busy is good. Busy is real good. Yes, yes, it is. Absolutely. So I'm just so impressed with your journey. You've been in broadcasting for 32 years. Yes. That's a long time. That's the whole you don't look right? like it because I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> when I was two. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I think that is amazing. And, I, and also, I think it's amazing that you chose a career path and you stuck with it for so long. Like, you don't see that these days. You see people go to school for something and end up doing something else. So I mm -hmm. commend you for that and for setting the tone and for hanging in there through the ups Thank and downs. You, and, you know, I want to hear all about that. So what we do here at GMA, we're mm -hmm. here to inspire the next generation. We want all of our um, clients and our students to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's why we connect them with real working professionals. And I, you know, I don't want you to sugarcoat it with us today. Like if it's something bad, it's like, <laughs> tell us that part too. Don't go, okay. oh, this is like the most amazing <laughs> job <great>. ever. <laughs> like, we want to know about the bad stuff too, and that's okay. So let's go back to the very beginning with you starting your journey? Like, how did you start your journey in broadcasting? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm from Philadelphia originally. So if you think of broadcasting in terms of market size and such, Philadelphia at the time I was growing up was the fourth largest media market in the country. So I grew up watching pros in major markets. And I said, yeah, I want to do that. So once I said, okay, I want to do it, then I was able to watch people who did it really well. So it's not like if I started out in uh, Arkansas somewhere small and there were people who were just starting and then I would watch people who were just starting and figure out how to do it. I was able to watch the people who had been doing it for a long time do it well. And um, I said, I want to do that. And the funny thing was that when I first said I wanted to be on the news, I wanted to do, I want to do a news anchor thing. And then there were a lot of mob stories in, in Philly back then. That was back in the while ago. And, I, and they would always be talking about a mob hit so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, well, I thought, as a, just as a girl, wow, if I tell on <laughs> the mob that they, you know, did whatever, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. going to come get me, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be a news anchor. Forget that. Right. I want to do something else. <laughs> what else I, I want to be on the news, but not that. What else can I do? Let me think. Let me think. So I just uh, went and got the degree, went and got my bachelor's degree, uh, undergrad at Shippensburg University, Pennsylvania State School, kind of like a Georgia State or, a, you know, another state school, and uh, did internships and stuff. And then I didn't have a job when I first got out of school. You know, you think, yes, I'm going to get a job, graduate, this is it. So yeah. I ended up being a banker. My mom had worked at the bank for a long time and she was always could get us jobs at the bank. So I worked in the trust and investment department there and I just had no job, but I kept running into people that I knew who also had either interned with me or went to school with me. They're like, yeah, Stephanie, 
you know, QVC, QVC, the cable shopping channel was just starting up. Yeah, and, that was my um, dream job, by the way, but I didn't want to be a show host. <laughs> yes, I wanted to be a QVC host so bad. Like that was oh, my yes. dream job. <laughs> Absolutely. That was mine too. When I saw it, I was like, I want to do that when they first started. And uh, people said, oh, you got to work at QVC because they work there. I was like, ah, oh, now nah, you don't know what you're talking about. And I didn't go. And then, then a young lady I worked with as an intern as my banking job went out on a Friday for go to an after work affair, I saw the intern girl there also. And I was like, hey, Jane, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm working at QVC. I was like, oh, there's another little bird about QVC. So let me see, like, do they have anything there? I said, well, not really, but I'll put you in touch. And it turned out that, you know, I had this stable banking job, could get a nice banking future, although I still really love broadcasting. I'm like, what am I gonna do? And so they had an offer for something that was temporary fill in maternity leave. Okay. No promise of a job after, right? So of course my parents are saying, what do you mean you're going to take that job and no promise of a job after? And I, I said, hey, I'm going to be so good doing it that they're going to offer me another job. I believe that. I said yeah. faith anyway. So I had to walk in there like that. And so I did well, whatever. And they said, oh, you did so great. We're going to keep you after the thing. And, and then that was the beginning of the uh, broadcast career. So I worked backstage there. And yes, I wanted to be a show host. <laughs> that was my dream job. I tried out a million trillion times and they yes. kept saying, no, 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 no. So I didn't let that stop me though. I just said, well, I know that I can do this, but a lot of times you said the good and the bad, a lot of times you go to a broadcast job and uh, I work backstage, picking up little diamondique earrings from underneath the set. You're crawling underneath, it's dirty, it's gross. And they don't look at you as a show host. They look at you as a backstage person. Right. Yeah. So if they don't see you as the thing you're aspiring to be, then you're most likely not going to be it at that place. You might have to go somewhere else. So I said, well, I have to go somewhere else. So I ended up going someplace else. And um, I went from there to starting traffic reporting in Philly on the radio. And then I did some smooth jazz on the radio in Philly. And then the part-time traffic and the part-time smooth jazz, they cobbled together a job. You know how that goes. And then... The uh, traffic people said, hey, we're opening up D.C. We need all kinds of people for D.C. But again, go try out for D.C. And if they don't like you, oh, well, you don't have a job. So oh, wow. I'm going to be so good, I hope, to, uh, you know, right, I could go to D.C. So I went to D.C. for six months, tried out. And finally they said, okay, you're hired. You can stay. So I'm like, phew. So, you know, that was just the real beginning, beginning of, of it, uh, traffic stuff in D.C., doing D.C. radio traffic led to, TV traffic in DC, uh, TV traffic led to TV weather, and then all those things. So I've just been blessed with doors opening and opening and opening and opening. Uh, that was just the beginning, but you know, over the years, I've been able to uh, be allowed to still be on somebody's air. So yes. uh, even up to this day, like you say, 32 years later, like someone still lets me on their air, that's good. I'll take it. Yeah. That's an ultimate goal right there. Just stay working. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Keep a job. That's right. Exactly. So you, you moved around a lot. So that's one of the things that I experienced um, early on in my career as well is that you're probably not going to get a broadcasting job where you finish school. You're mm -hmm. going to have to be open to other markets. Can you talk a little bit about that, about, you know, moving around and, you know, having to be open to relocating? Yeah, you definitely do. You have to be open to relocating, especially, you know, if you were like me, for example, grew up in the fourth largest market. Mm -hmm. uh, if you grow up here in Atlanta, was it the eighth or ninth largest market? 
you may not start right here. You may be able to come back here, but you might have to right. go somewhere else first and kind of learn your way. They call it, they used to call it earn your shop. I don't know what they call it now, but earn your way a little bit and learn some stuff and, and, and all of that first and then be able to, to try to work your way back to uh, your ultimate gold market. Right. Absolutely. You got to be flexible to get the experience so you can get back to where you really want to work. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this. Um, how do you prepare for your day? Because you're you are on the air now in Atlanta. So before you even hit the air, how do you prepare for your day? Uh, well, the first thing I do, let's say I'm going to back time a little bit. My first traffic report on V103 is at about five o'clock, five o five. That's five so, in the morning, right? In the morning, yes. <laughs> Am I a morning person? Uh -uh. <laughs> I was like. So, oh my God! God bless you. It's like no, thank you. I don't want to. So go you have there because I probably just went to bed at eleven. An energetic, sound good, <laughs> voice clear at five a.m. All, all of that. It Woo. is something else. But go ahead, girl. Always, okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's like Michigan J Frog. You ever watch Looney Tunes uh, cartoons where that little frog? He he would say, oh, you know, he'd be dancing Broadway, uh, and yeah. then when when they put him in front of somebody. He would go rib it. He wouldn't do anything. So it's kind of like when it's on, you're on. And when you're off, you just turn it off. You're done. But when it's wow. time to go on, hey, you know, you just got to pop to it. But um, so if I'm on at five, I wake up, the uh, alarm rings around two something. But I start getting text notifications about the traffic uh, incidents. I let them start coming in at two from GDOT. So from two until the time I get up, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's 3.30. Now that we're working at home, it's four. <laughs> but uh, until then, it's already loading up for me. So then when I get up, I can scroll through like, okay, we got this, 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 this. I already know before I'm even anywhere near the computer or the mic or the screen. I already kind of know what's going on. In case wow. there's something big or a road is closed or something like that. So um, kind of know in advance what's going on. So you kind of prep that way. Um, I look at uh, traffic as being a news person with about 40 different stories breaking at once. Oh <laughs> because if there's, if there's five accidents and three stall vehicles and your debris over here and whatever, all these things happening all at once and you gotta keep up with each of these stories. So yeah. it, it gets to be very stressful uh, as opposed to maybe if you just had one story as a news reporter uh, doing a one story, you're covering that one story all day. I'm covering like a bunch of stories all morning long and keeping up with all of the details on all of them. Just as they continue to happen so yeah it's not like <laughs> you could just stop and say okay oh, i'm not going to do anything okay so what's going on and you got to just keep up with everything so yeah yeah that's that's crazy because i can imagine by the time you know from two o'clock to five o'clock an accident can clear and that has changed or you know all of that because your news changes really quickly Yes, as soon as you think it's something. See, so here's one thing in the COVID-19 environment, because we're working from home, uh, I'm recording um, all three, I do three stations, I'm recording three stations of traffic. I used to just record two at the station when we were there and do, go live on V, but I record all three. So now, because I have to record all three, I got to record them in advance, and I don't like that as a traffic person because I'm a traffic person, and I want if the road is clearing, I want to say the road is clear when it's clear. Mm -hmm. Not when the road is blocked, like for example, this morning, the road was blocked for a while. And then I recorded it as blocked, but soon clearing because I have to kind of forecast ahead. Mm -hmm. But really by the time they report aired, because it's too late, I have to go to my channel, to their channel, to their, to get on the board, get on the air. It was already clear. So that, you know, that kind of thing 
is a little frustrating for me um, because traffic people just want their stuff to be accurate and current. So, so but you know, you just have to record. So you work with the whatever environment you have to work with. It's got to be really flexible in this uh, business, yeah. I think. Wow. Yeah. And professional, because you know your stuff, because all that to me sounds like a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> well, let's talk, let's walk through your day. So you said you, you know, you start getting your traffic um, information from GDOT at two. You start recording and recording around what before five and right before five. Mm -hmm. Okay. So walk us through like what your whole day looks like. And when you are like clear to be another real person off the air, <laughs> like, when does it end? Like walk us through your day. Oh yes. Let's see. Well, it's, uh, my reports are from five until 10 okay. and then noon until one. So they okay. have noon reports too. So, uh, from five to 10, let's say five to six is the easy hour. Uh, I just only have one station. I just do V and they do four reports in that hour. No okay. big deal. Then when six o'clock hits, there's three stations and there's 10 reports an hour total. So that's like if I were live somewhere, it's every six minutes is a new report. But it's not even live. It's record six reports, uh, no date, new data for six reports, send six reports, save six reports, edit if you have to edit. And it's just like, Ugh. so when my kids come in, they see me in the kitchen. They come in, they're like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know, they don't really have time to really talk that much. We talk a little. I try to talk when I talk, then I'm like, okay, oh, get back to it or hold that, you know, hold the fan on the stove for now or because <laughs> I don't have time to let you do that or whatever. But it just gets to be really busy from six to 10. And there's just always new stuff happening, always new stuff happening. And, and if one thing goes wrong, it'll just you know, kind of throw the whole thing off. So yeah. you have to be able to think quickly on your feet and, you know, the sponsor, you got to read all the sponsorships, get all those straight. It's just, well, there's a lot of little things that fit together, mm -hmm. but once you get used to it, it's kind of a flow, you get a little flow to it. So yeah. 10 o'clock comes or really 9.30. By the time 9.30 comes, I'm like, okay, I only got one or two reports left on each station. Whew. Okay. Let me just sort of wrap it up a little bit and then it's 10 o'clock and then I'm done. And then I just collapse. I'm like, okay, wow. my brain can veg out a little bit Yeah, <laughs> and you can just relax a little bit. So just decompress after all of that. Cause you're just on, 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 on. And um, it's good to just say, phew, you know, wow. and then, yeah. That's a lot. I commend you so much. You always sound so good on the air. You always sound so alert. I will be honest. I do not listen to you at 5 a.m. because I'm not up. But <laughs> I wouldn't be up either if I wasn't I'm up. I'm sure you're amazing at 5 a.m. <laughs> so let's talk about stress. Like how do you manage stress or what kind of stress um, comes with your job? Um, well, the stress that comes with it is it, it's minimized over time as you get more experience. You're not scared to be on. I'm <laughs> not scared to go on the air. Right. Uh, my stress will come when I'm running short on time or some of the equipment fails or something doesn't go through or something is wrong. I did something wrong or read the wrong sponsor or something like that. Those are the yeah. stressor things. And that's when you're just like, quick, quick, quick. What do I do? Solution, solution, solution. You're always solving problems all morning long. So mm -hmm. um, I just have to solve problems. And I can't handle the stress during this time, really, because there's no time to handle the stress. Yeah. You just have to push. And, and when I get a break, I try to work ahead a little bit. So I get a little break, a little something to eat, walk around. When we were at the station, I would get up, walk around. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I had certain times I could do that. Here, a little less time because there's more reports. But, you know, you just find a way to, like, 
walk away from it for a second, then come back. Or for me, I think I'm probably, to be quite honest, I've got other tabs open. <laughs> so I can surf the web doing something, looking at something else, just to like for a second and then, okay, I'm back at it, you know? So you gotta find a way to, to make it work for you. Wow, that's awesome. So you're working from home and our worlds have changed in an instant with COVID-19. Uh, yeah. How do you think journalism in general is going to be different when all of this is over? I think that it is going to be different in at least one way. One way that it's already different is that there were so many broadcast companies, facilities, places, managers, whomever, mm -hmm. who have a no work from home policy, right? So now all of a sudden we're all working from home. Yeah. Either if it's, if it's a, a team of people in a group show, they're working from individual homes, but yet they're putting it together. If it's individuals, people on the show, they're working from home, you see your TV station, they're, some are in the studio, some are at home. And those are things we never thought would ever happen, right. most likely. You might maybe a Tom Joyner or a Steve Harvey or a Ricky Smiley could work from home or separately or whatever, but most mm -hmm. people in general wouldn't be able to do that. So because we know it's possible and because we know we're doing it and we're doing it well, then there may be more of that. I know they're, they're trying to work us back into the office, so mm -hmm. um, that may not be necessarily here, but in some places, some people will be able to, to just continue to do it remotely, which will be quite nice. Yeah, I think that would be great too. I think people are getting used to it and it kind mm -hmm. of enjoying the time at home and still being able to yeah. bounce, getting their work done and turn it around. And I don't think a lot of employers are seeing that it can be done. I think before it was more of like a micromanaging thing. You don't know if your work is going to get done. And now when right. you employ, right. you're like, okay, the company's <laughs> still open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. And think of how much money they could, if they were to, whatever companies were able to do it, let their people work from home, they'd save on real estate costs, they'd save yeah. on all kind of overhead, and uh, that would be uh, a nice yeah. number some bottom lines there. <laughs> you really just maybe need a conference room, like everybody come in, meet together, have a meeting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can still do that on Zoom. I don't know. I don't know. I right. mean, people right. have things they have to do in office, but for the most part, there's just going to be a new norm. And I think people are just going to adjust. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 A new norm. That's for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about this. I get a lot of calls and messages from students, journalism students. They're graduating or have already graduated and they cannot find a job in their field. And we both know how that feels. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I tell them all the time that you really have to start before you graduate, but it, it's, it's very difficult to get experience and to get things for your real and all of that kind of stuff. So what can, what can an up and coming journalist be doing right now during COVID-19 while they're still in the house to kind mm -hmm. of prepare to get themselves back out there in their career? Well, I, I was asked that question by a young lady I'm mentoring a little, uh, Maya Thames, you look for a great future journalist, future producer, producer. She just graduated from Hampton, and uh, I've been trying to help her get an intern down here, internship and stuff down here, and it was a little tight, difficult to do, and she ended up finding some stuff up where she lives, and um, I spoke to her maybe about three weeks ago, and she said, hey, I'm just graduating, and I had a, an offer for a nice paid internship, but because of COVID-19, 
we're not going to do it now and everything shut down and so forth. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Same thing kind of as you're, you're asking. I said, well, you, what you can do is just because we have COVID-19 and the businesses aren't open or hiring, maybe that doesn't stop you from creating content. Mm-hmm. So go create some content. Let's mm-hmm. say if you want to be a news person and COVID-19 is the biggest story or the election is the biggest story, go out and start creating some content. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to cost you a lot of money. You can use your, people are using their phones and stuff. This doesn't be something basic. Um, I had gotten some equipment. I knew we might talk about this. I got some equipment. I got like a little, uh, if you want to like create, like a thing I had like a, uh, we call this thing, uh, teleprompter. Teleprompter, yeah. <laughs> a portable teleprompter. You can get like little lights or whatever. All the stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I got my backdrop. Mm-hmm. Like a lovely That's hole, beautiful, by the way. Oh, oh, <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> yeah. so someday that'll be my house. <laughs> but a little backdrop. I mean, that was about thirty something dollars at on Amazon. So you can make it into whatever you like. So let's say you want to be a hard news person, go out there, maybe get some man on the street stuff. Of course, masked up. Make sure you have your mask on. Mm-hmm. But uh, go get some man on the street stuff about COVID nineteen. Go ask some man on the street stuff about uh, the 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 campaign but even though people aren't talking about that they're talking about you know a lot of the the uh police mm-hmm. stuff happening these days so get something about that that's a hot topic but just start creating content and um, become somebody who when things open up you're not just saying please give me a job yeah. you'll say give me a job because i've done this 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 Absolutely. this and this and i have this track record and i covered this in this way and I managed this and I got these, uh, I guess, followers or things for people these days now that we didn't have back then. Um, so all of that, just build it up, build a channel, do YouTube, make your Instagram lives, do whatever it is. Everything is yes. so available. We didn't have it. I, mean, I was just going to say that. I'm like, <laughs> this generation has so many more resources so than we had back in the day. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. They, I mean, it's, People go on YouTube just to find new talent nowadays. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Exactly. The only thing you won't be discovered is if you're not putting out anything at all, you know? So put something out. Put something out. Make it look nice. Get some something mm-hmm. to make it look good. And then uh, next thing you know, you know, you'll be ready when, when the time comes because that keeps your chops sharp. You're not just sitting, oh, we're stuck in COVID-19. I mean, yeah. you know, do yes, this. Yes. You're actually you know, building your craft, build your brand, decide who you're going to be and what you're trying to do, and then be ready for whoever's out there looking for something. I think that's the key that you said is be ready, not wait until COVID-19 is over and get ready, like get ready now so that you will be ready when it's over and you can literally like hit the ground running. Right. Because once it opens, people are going to say, we need people. (laughs) We have a budget again. (laughs) We're, We're ready to hire. Exactly. You want to already. You can't. You want to. You don't want to be the one who's fresh out of college that says, "I can do this. I can do this," but you haven't done it. So show them that you can do it, and and you might be a little further ahead of the game there. Because you know, when we started, you had to. You weren't. You had to. (laughs) You didn't have any experience, and you started in the small market. Here, you can make your own experience, and maybe you could break into one of the big markets uh, a little bit easier that way than than what we were able to. So. Go for it. Make some yes, content. Create. Create. <laughs> yeah. And and here. give you a better chance of working in your field like you for 32 years, you know, mm-hmm. without having to go and do something totally different. It gives you a better chance of 
you know, staying working in your field. To me, that's the ultimate goal. It really is because I see so many people who, you know, get their degree in one thing and they're doing something totally different. Right, right. I did not spend all that money on my education to go into something <laughs> else. Let me just be quick. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I'm like, by any means necessary, I need to be working in my that's field right. and, that's you know, right. working, letting this degree work for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, if you create your content, you'll know how to do something and, even if there's no job, you make your own job. You make your mm -hmm. own job. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about this really quick. The up and coming or the, the next generation, what advice do you have um, for them as far as like, would, wait, let me ask you this. Would you recommend your job to someone else if they were just starting out and say, hey, Stephanie, I want to be a traffic anchor or a traffic reporter. Would you recommend your job? I would recommend this job. And I'll tell you why. Um, you said I worked 32 years and I've been working 32 years in the business, mm -hmm. mostly on, but again, like we talked about our children, I've ra I'm raising three sons and mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you got to do something else a little bit and you yeah. work part-time here and you do something else. There. I mean, I've driven a school bus or attempt or whatever mm -hmm. I teach now and all that stuff, but you still keep at it. But in terms of why you say traffic and it's mostly still like this, traffic reporting is like an entity to itself. So even though you see all your favorite traffic reporters on different stations, they don't work for the station usually. Uh, mm -hmm. I happen to work for the station now, but usually they work for a traffic provider. So it's like several traffic providers and mm -hmm. they hire a bunch of traffic reporters. So if this station doesn't like you anymore and they don't want you on their station anymore, you don't work for them. You work for the traffic provider. So the traffic provider is going to put you on another station because you still have a job. So okay. that is what has been good about working in traffic because mm -hmm. uh, if you were just a reporter or something else doing just news and you work for one company, then once you're out, then you're just out. You got to mm -hmm. start over. But if it's, if the station says, we're changing our show, or we don't like their sound or whatever, they'll put you somewhere else. Okay. So, so it's like an agency, been... kind of like a staffing agency, sort exactly. of. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, so that's something to think about. Um, there's a, a few different traffic providers in Atlanta. Every, every town has them, but they've been so consolidated. There used to be a bunch of little ones. Now there's just a few big ones. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you just look up traffic reporter jobs, you'll see who, who's hiring for those. But, okay. yeah, so that's, that's something to think about if you had nothing else. Also, it's something to think about as just a skill to have because there's always going to be traffic. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. where you are, there's always going to be traffic. So if you're working as a reporter, you're an anchor, somehow your contract ends, you get the boot, but you knew how to report traffic, go report traffic, same down, you yeah. have to move, right? So it's just a good baseline kind of job that you can always, always get a job doing. So that's awesome. If you had to uh, give someone three characteristics of a good um, traffic reporter, what are three characteristics that you would say you would have to have? Of a good traffic reporter, I'd say you'd have to like, uh, <laughs> you'd have to like traffic. <laughs> you'd have oh, that's to, good. That's a start. You'd have to be, I don't know if I, why I end up liking traffic, but I, um, you know, they used to have catalogs out when I was a kid and we used to follow the, the racetracks around like I love roads and then I love maps you know and all that stuff mm -hmm. but it wasn't traffic reporting to me when I first started was really just something to do and then when I moved to DC I got trained by uh, a guy named Bob Marburg he's like the dean of traffic in DC and he he didn't just read off the screen traffic he just 
he just sat there and said traffic. He just told traffic stories, right? Yeah, yeah. stories. He, he, he knew every nook and cranny of it. He, he drove around, every, not that I do that, but I drive a little, but he drove around everywhere. He knew every nook, cranny, every, everything, just before there were cameras, before there was all that stuff. And he taught traffic in a way that made it uh, a skill and an art. And so, because I learned it that way, mm -hmm. I love it that way. But you have to know that it's more than, oh yeah, I just want to get on the air and do traffic if you're going to be a good trafficker for you have to not just wait for somebody to give you the information. You need to want to find it yourself. And there's so many sources and you're going to want to need to be, want to be accurate and care if you're, you want to be fast or accurate. You want to be accurate, mm -hmm. not fast. So if you don't really know what it is, don't say there's a felon, there's an accident there. And you don't know if it's an accident. You can say it's an incident. There's a trouble spot. There's a problem. We don't know what it is. We know it's something. We don't know what. So you want to be accurate. You want to have some curiosity and you want to problem solve and try to uh, get that done. Nice. So. I love it. I love it. Um, let's talk about your other projects because you do more than just traffic. You have crossed over into television and, you know, you teach and all those other things. What kind of projects are you working on right now? Well, right now I'm, I'm still teaching. I teach at SAE Institute. They are, uh, they're all over the world, SAE, SAE.edu. And we're at the Atlantic campus downtown, right on Peachtree, right across from the West End and above the Hard Rock Cafe. But it's right in a great location for people who want to learn uh, the music industry. If you are a budding artist or you make music, you're a music producer, you want to learn entertainment business or digital film. And like, let's say you're home making beats. I'm home, I'm making beats. But I want to learn how to do it right and get a degree so they can get a degree in it. So I don't teach that part. I teach the general ed part in communications, I have a master's in communications. So I teach the general ed communications classes, but they can get up to an associate's degree in Atlanta. They get bachelor's in other cities um, in those fields, but yet you're hands-on and you get all that great stuff. So SAE.edu, uh, a lot of great stuff going on there. Also, I am getting ready to start a show called The Flow and it's going to be on Preach the Word Worldwide Television Network. It's a Christian network that's based in Roswell, but okay. they're all over, um, I guess they, they broadcast around the world and do a lot of streaming also. The streaming is big, so they're doing some streaming. So I'll be starting that in June, probably late June, early July. Okay. So look for the flow, but I'll be posting stuff about that. And then eventually, probably later this year, I'll be starting not only with my show, The Flow, but I'll be adding some other inspirational shows uh, to a lineup for my own streaming show right. uh, network. So we'll be looking for that too. So we're looking for people. If you have some programming and stuff like that, you want to get out there that's either inspirational or otherwise entertaining. Flowtelevision at gmail.com. Flowtelevision at gmail.com. And hey, let's work together. So hey. great. There you go. Might come down to your studio for something. <laughs> yes, come on down. I can't wait for this to be over so you can come down and then I'm going to call you and get on your show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that would be great. Awesome. I appreciate you so much and I appreciate your time. I know you were so busy, but I re really appreciate this. I know oh, that um, you. everyone that is going to, you know, watch it and tune into it, I know it's going to help them and help inspire their career. I think we, we all need a little push and a little inspiration you know, right mm -hmm. now. And we also need to see people who have done it to know that it can be done. 
it can you know, be done. It can. it can be done. So I think that's amazing. And I, you know, I've watched you for a very long time and I admire your career. So I just oh, want to thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Um, I want you to give us a final message and then tell us how to stay connected to you. Okay. Um, final message for up and coming folks in this industry or any, or people who are stuck in their career. Just remember, it's never too late to either start or if you did start, you had to stop because life happened. Mm -hmm. Start again, okay? Don't not do it. It's never too late unless you say it's too late. Yes. If it's not, if you say, I'm not gonna forget it, it's too late, then it's too late. But if you say it's not too late, then guess what? It's not too late. So okay. it's up to you what you're able to, to go ahead and do. But I say, go do it. Go do what makes you happy, what makes your heart sing. Uh, and, and I know you said, well, it's work, but to me, me sitting there doing traffic reports, even though it's a lot, is not work to me. And they pay me to do something that I love to do and then that I could be digging ditches or something really difficult. Uh, and, and I'm thankful that I'm still able to do uh, what I do. So never too late is what I say, go do that. And to find me, I'm at ATL Traffic Lady, ATL Traffic Lady on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, also the Flow Television. Watch for the Flow Television. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook also. So we'll see you guys soon. Send me some content. Yes. Make some content and go for it. You got you to go for yep. it. Like, now your, your inbox is about to be flooded. It. I just want you to know. I that. hope so. I love that. I love that. I hope so. I want to work with some people. So it's going to be Awesome. Great. Stephanie, thank, thank you. you so much for pouring into us today. You guys stay connected at GeorgianMediaAcademy.com and we'll see you next time.